there's a lot of things that may come your way that just really we all should say no to. And that was probably the biggest learning lesson I've ever had to find balance in my life was to learn to say no. You're listening to the Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find out how to access exclusive discounts on Filex, the fitness industry convention. In this episode, club owner and program developer Helen Vanderberg talks innovation in group programming, work-life balance, and evolving from professional athlete to globally respected fitness industry leader with Network's Ryan Hogan. I'm feeling really lucky and really happy to be sitting here with Helen Vanderberg, a club owner, international presenter, published author, motivational speaker with a bio longer than we could talk about for the next 20 minutes. Helen, it's great to have you here. It's so exciting to be here. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here at the Filex Convention, which is that sort of annual gathering of, you know, uh, global fitness people and Australians. And we love having Helen back. And um, you describe what it's like to be at Filex for you? Filex is always super exciting for me. I don't know if it's because Canadians and Australians kind of think alike, but whenever I come here, I feel like I'm at home. It's um, very comfortable presenting and I just feel the love and the passion from the Australians. So it just motivates me to do better. Oh, great. And we, you know, we love having you here. So look, to get into the, the, the podcast, I thought we would start with, um, if you could tell us a little bit about your philosophy in life or your philosophy in fitness per se, you know, a couple of sentences. Uh, my philosophy of, of life and fitness probably are linked to each other in that I truly believe that that life is an opportunity, that every day we wake up and we can paint our own picture, whatever picture that's going to be today. And to take advantage of that, take advantage of the opportunities that come your way and be open to everything that is around you. And I think if you're open to everything around you and you're passionate about the, the path that you're following, you're never feeling like you're working. Because people often say to me, it's like, well, you work seven days a week and you travel all around the world. And I was like, I don't really think of it as work. It's, it's my life. My life and my work are, are my passion. So they're one and the same. And on that, how you, you know, because you are one of the hardest working people in the fitness industry. I mean, your schedule is crazy. I mean, how do you balance that out? Is that something that, that, that has been a challenge or you've developed a system or how does it work? Finding balance, I think, is unique for everyone. You have to find what works based on your values, you know, where you want to commit your time. And, you know, what are your dreams? What are you, you know, where do you want to go with things? And I think if you're following your dreams, it's easy to, to balance things and you go, okay, ha, you know, this is where I need to spend more time or less time. And it also helps you realize what to say no to. And there's a lot of things that may come your way that just really, we all should say no to. And that was probably the biggest learning lesson I've ever had to find balance in my life was to learn to say no. Wow, that's, uh, I think that's a powerful lesson for a lot of people listening to this podcast. So hopefully we can all learn to say no to some things. So tell us, um, and I'm sure our listeners would be really interested to know, how you got started in the fitness industry. I mean, what took you down this crazy path of, you know, global superstardom? Very interesting. I came into the fitness industry, and I'll, I'll use the word fell into the fitness industry, from the athletic world. So I began training when I was, you know, 10 years old as a swimmer. And so I was involved in sports and athletic and high level of training to the, you know, the level of, of world championship in synchronized swimming. So that was the world that I was in. So I actually 
thought and believed I was going to continue down that road. When I graduated from the University of Calgary in physical education, I was going to take a gap year and then go back and study exercise physiology and do my master's in exercise physiology and train elite athletes. That was my focus, was the world of sport and elite training. And uh, during that gap year, I needed a job. And so I got a job in a little fitness club and, um, I was just a weight room supervisor, watched the, you know, people on the equipment. And at that time was little circuits around the room that I had to tell them, here's your 10 stations. This is what you do. And, uh, a lady came up to me and said, I want to start these group classes to music. And I think you'd be great at it. And I went, sounds like fun. So, I started teaching these 15 minutes. They were 15 minutes of time, five minute warm up, five minutes cardio, five minute cool down workouts, fell in love with the concept and the rest is history. Wow. And then, and then from there on to presenting and you own a club now, how did that happen? How did the business start? So the business started, I started teaching these classes and then people started asking me to come into their, you know, their corporations to teach classes or into like the art colleges to teach classes for them. Cause I really liked this idea of music and movement. And this was way before we were formalized as, you know, an industry at all, right? This, I'm talking 1980. So 1980, there was no formal instruction. There was no formal formats for classes. And I started doing these classes. And so then I started teaching everywhere, like everywhere in Calgary. And a lady came up to me. And again, it's, it's being open to the conversations and having those aha moments. And to this day, I don't know her name. She came up to me and said, you should really start your own business. And she put that thought into my head and I went, I really should start my own business. So I was at the age of 20. I had graduated from university. I'd been doing these classes that were very successful. I now had a following. And I thought, well, rather than me traveling all over the place, why don't they all come to me? That would make my life better, life balance. So I opened a little tiny aerobic studio at the time in 1982. And the rest is history from there. Wow. What a story. So in your, in your travels, you know, in your global travels presenting and, you know, the research and the work you do for some of the big global companies, you must be really exposed to trends and, you know, the new stuff that's happening out there. So could you maybe spend a couple of minutes just telling us about what do you see are the big trends happening globally, um, whether or not they're happening in Australia or not? Uh, there's a number of trends that are happening and, and, and some of them are in opposition to each other, which I think is quite interesting. We still have that trend that's happening in industry in the group fitness area that's high intensity, go hard, hit it, get in, get out, you know, sort of go to you until you, you, you can't stand up anymore type of thing. And then on the other side, the complete opposite side, we have, you know, the whole yoga trend, but the whole yoga trend has been evolving too from being very traditional at first to being much more evolved and, innovative and creative. So what we're seeing in group exercise is a lot of innovation, a lot of people looking at ideas and saying, how can we evolve this to keep it interesting for the fitness participants? We're also seeing the new millennials, the 18 to 30 year olds coming into the fitness world in a big way. And they want to have fun and they want it to be interesting and innovative. So they're really kind of pushing the innovation in group fitness. And of course, we're still seeing personal training is super strong in the industry. Wow. And what about in your club? Like, let's think about your club in Calgary. What are you guys doing to kind of stay ahead of the curve, you know, that's a little bit different from the guys down the road? Because my understanding of the Canadian environment is pretty competitive and you got a couple of major players that are hard to compete against. What are you guys doing that keeps you different or unique or how are you standing out from the crowd? 
We look at our group exercise programming and our personal training. We've really moved into small group training. So I'll say group training as a whole, whether it's in personal training or in large groups, is every quarter we look at an innovation in one of the areas of our group programming. So we divide it into four categories. We've got our fitness category. We've got our indoor cycling category. We have our mind-body category. And then we have specialties, which would be like your kettlebell, your TRX, your weight loss programs, whatever those those types of specialties are. So we look at it quarterly and say, okay, each quarter, which one do we want to tweak or add something new to, to it? And what we're really finding is we're fusing more things. People want, you know, a lot in a short period of time. So whether it's TRX and cycling or whether it's kettlebell and yoga, right? So they're looking at these fusion of different things. Uh, In the mind-body category, dance and yoga and Pilates blended together so that people come and they get a different experience than what they're expecting. Oh, cool. And on this fusion thing, I think you're, you're, you're a bit of an expert in that field, aren't you? You know, you run lots of trainings and stuff and understand you might have a book coming out. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I have a book coming out with human kinetics and fusion workouts, and I'm super excited about it. I have been traveling down the road of fusion workouts for probably the last 10 years. And uh, it, when I first dove into it, it was yoga, Pilates, fitness blended. And people were very much about, well, that's not right. It should be traditional. Pilates should be traditional. Yoga should be traditional. and Fitness should be traditional. However, my brain was always of the opinion of there's so many good things that we can learn from all of the disciplines that rather than parking one and accepting another, why don't we just take the best of everything and blend it together? So fusion workouts is about that. It's bringing dance, fitness, yoga, and uh, Pilates all together in different ways based on people's intention of training. You know, do they want to have calming and relaxing? Do they want to have high intensity training? Do they want to dance? Do they want to move their bodies? So it's really about taking the best of all and mixing it. So yeah, super excited coming out in the fall with uh, Human Kinetics. And I think by the fall, she probably means the spring for the Southern Hemisphere. So (laughs) we'll expect to see uh, sort of September, October, kind of towards the end of the year. Yeah, so September is when the official launch of the book will be. I totally forgot we're on the other side of the world. <laughs> well, that happens, that happens, that happens. Now, I guess to, sort of coming back to a little bit about yourself here and just a couple more questions before we wrap up. What do you think your younger self would think of you now? I think my younger self would be quite proud of me now. <laughs> I always have this little memory in my head uh, when I was just starting out in the fitness industry, somebody asked me a question sort of like this. And they said, you know, what would you see the future being? And it was sort of the spontaneous answer, but it's still stuck in my head. And I remember replying saying, I want a pair of fitness shoes that match every workout outfit that I own. That was what came out of my mouth. And it was so funny because about six months later, Nike signed me on a contract and I had more shoes and more clothes than I could ever dream of. So I really, I look look forward and back and think, I think my younger self would have been proud of me as to where we are because, you know, we would have laughed at the comment about shoes and clothes clothes matching and having an abundance of it and uh, it all coming to fruition. The thing that when, when I look back is I think that my younger self would have told me one other thing though, and that would have been be strong, be positive, and don't let the negative thoughts get you down. Wow. That's great. Great piece of advice. Now, just flipping that on its head, what advice would you give your younger self knowing what you know now? My younger self, what I know now is I would say to the younger self is every person that you meet is an opportunity to grow. 
So spend more time with relationships that you have. Nurture those relationships. Keep in touch with people because you never know who's sitting beside you on the airplane. Wow, that's a great piece of advice. Helen, as, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I really appreciate you taking the time to spend this with us and our listeners. Thank you so much. For more articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au.